BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi guys, welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm standing here with my mom, Jane. Say hello. Hi. Because of course, when I'm home in Sacramento, I have to drag my parents onto the intros with me because they're the best. My dad will hopefully be here in a second. We're undecided whether he agreed to be a part of this introduction or not. But I'm so excited because I just finished an interview for today's episode with two amazing people, Trevor Hall and Deborah Silverman. Trevor Hall is a musician. If you're not familiar with him, I've been listening to his music for so many years, ever since I started doing yoga when I was about 15 or 16 years old. And they would play some of Trevor's oldest songs at my studio. And now he has gotten super into astrology He went through his Saturn return a couple years ago, which is something that we talk all about in this episode. And the reason that he's familiar with his Saturn return and learned about astrology and dove into all of this astrological work is because he met Deborah Silverman, who's an awesome astrologer based out of Boulder and Hawaii. She lives in two different places. And they tell the hilarious story of how Deborah introduced herself to Trevor at one of his shows at a festival and he legitimately thought she was a crazy person because she introduced herself as Sting's astrologer and offered him a reading and he was just like, "Mm, no, it's okay. And then they got connected through a mutual friend and he realized he had so much to learn from her and she's incredible. So this is a really different style of episode because I had both of them on together. They're hilarious together. They have this hysterical banter back and forth. They're really different from each other. They complement each other very well. And I would say they're also really similar. So I spent most of the interview just laughing and giggling and listening to them because I didn't even want to interrupt what was happening between them, but also asking them so many questions because I had so much that I wanted to learn from them. And I think I can officially check off my bucket list, getting a birth chart reading from Trevor Hall. I never thought that that would happen in my whole life, but Trevor is really intuitive and he knows a lot about astrology from taking Deborah's programs. So he was able to Tell me where my Saturn is and why my Saturn return is coming a little bit early. 
So you guys are going to love this episode. It's amazing. My dad's now in the room and he's looking at me. I think he's ready to be introduced on the podcast. Daddy, say hello. Hello, everybody. I'm the old soul on fire. That's good. See, he's just been waiting his whole life to have a microphone to speak into like this. (laughs) He loves it. Um, So both of you guys, mom and dad, Jane and Byron, Dirty Martinis and Skinny Jeans, and the old soul on fire. What do you think of me interviewing two of my idols on the podcast today? I'm super excited for you, and I can't wait to listen to it because we were hiding under the bed so we wouldn't make any noise, so we didn't get to hear. Well, a lot of noise happened regardless, which everyone listening will happen to hear because there were phones ringing in my house and Trevor's house. There was a gardener outside that my dad went outside and told him to stop. I love I love him for that. So daddy, what do you think of me interviewing two of my idols on the podcast? I think it was great. It's something that you always look forward to and I think it was a good thing. I think it was too. <laughs> I'm laughing hysterically. We're also in the kitchen. My dad's standing really far away from me so I have to like dip dip across. He's literally mopping the sink. I have to lean across the whole countertop to get the microphone over to him. Another thing while I was doing this interview was that my microphone basically stopped working and was like really fuzzy making all these noises. And Trevor was like, you might want to just take your microphone out of your computer. It's like, okay, whatever Trevor says, I'm like taking, ripping out my microphone, ripping out my headphones. So the audio quality might be a little bit different than usual, but also who cares? Cause they're two amazing guests. Yes. So it's a couple of days after Christmas. It's about to be the new year. Do you guys, mom and dad have any new year's resolutions or intentions for 2018? Hmm. Well, we'd like to go forward, or I'd like to go forward in 2018 with a lighter heart and less worry and a lot of good health. I love that. Absolutely. You know, 2018 is going to be a very good year. So for the uh, balanced blonde and for the younger clan, we're looking forward to it. Yes. We have some trips coming up together My mom and I are going to Cancun and hopefully my dad's invited, but we haven't heard back from the hotel yet. So we'll see about that. We'll definitely all be in Hawaii later this year. And maybe this will be the year that you guys find a place in Los Angeles to move, to be with me. Mabes, that would be awesome. So why don't you guys leave my listeners with a tip for... The new year, because when this comes out, it'll be January 2nd or 3rd. So what would be your tip for everybody for having a happy, healthy new year? Be grateful for all that you have. Be balanced and chill out. Yes. Ooh, you could take you could take that advice of your own. Chill the F out. Byron Younger. <laughs> Well, my parents are amazing. I love when I get to have them on the intros. And between my mom, my dad, Trevor, and Deborah, I couldn't possibly be more excited about the four people that I've just been conversing with for the last couple of hours. And 
I just want you guys to know, everybody listening, that the power of manifestation is very real. Just a couple days before this interview was planned with Deborah and Trevor, I was talking to Jonathan and saying, if I could manifest one guest on my podcast in the next couple of months, it would be Trevor Hall because I've been listening to his music for years. I absolutely love what he sings about. His songs are very spiritual and very connected. And as Deborah says in this interview, everybody should listen to Trevor's music because it completely speaks to so many important things within our soul. So I've been obsessed with Trevor for as long as I can remember. Having him on this podcast is just the most exciting thing ever and to have him on with Deborah, someone who he's so close to and someone who I look up to so much, especially as I begin to learn more about astrology and dive into this whole world of learning about the stars is just really cool. So I know that you guys are going to love this interview as much as I loved recording it and just giggle with me at the hilarious nature of this conversation and the fact that it's so different from any of the other interviews that I've ever done. And I love that. I think that we should always do new things and do things differently and challenge ourselves and just have fun. As Trevor and Deb say, their whole life's work is about having fun. So I think that you're going to love this. And another thing that I am manifesting for myself in 2018 is to cook more at home. So since I want to cook more at home and it's really important to me to start meal prepping and start planning ahead, going to the grocery store with organized lists and actually having a plan when I show up to Erewhon or Whole Foods, but mostly Erewhon because everyone knows I'm an Erewhon addict, is to just be prepared so that I don't show up milling around the whole grocery store and picking things out. And as my friend Tara from How You Glow says, grocery shopping for an ant because we just tend to go to the grocery store and pick things up for one person that'll last for one meal which means you have to go right back to the grocery store the next day. So I do love spending time in grocery stores. It's one of my favorite pastimes, but I also love being prepared and thinking ahead. And I always need a little bit of help doing so. And as you'll learn in this episode with Deborah and Trevor, that's because I'm a Libra, an air sign. So I'm totally up in the air, very airy, always in my head. And things that I need to bring me down to earth are having a plan, surrounding myself with grounded people, earthy people, and earthy plans and ideas. So one of those that I have in my life right now is Prep Dish. Prep Dish happens to be the sponsor of today's episode. And I'm really, really excited to work with them here because I've been receiving Prep Dish's meal planning emails for probably about six months now. And even though there are some weeks where I just read through them and I get inspired and I don't necessarily take the time to go to the grocery store and get everything on the grocery list and make the meals that they send through, I still read them every single week. And I feel very inspired by the planning that Allison, who started Prep Dish, puts into the meal prep. And now I feel very inspired to join in. So I'm very excited because Prep Dish has a 21-day challenge this month that all of us can get in on and do together. 
So let me tell you a little bit about the challenge and then I'll tell you about the special discount that they have set up for us, for us Soul on Fire humans, Soul on Fire listeners. So as you can guess, the 21-day challenge is a meal prepping, meal planning challenge. So there's a 21-day menu of delicious paleo and gluten-free foods. And then there's also another component, which is a 21-day fitness calendar. And I'm especially excited about the fitness portion of this challenge because PrepDish has partnered with Todd McCullough, one of my absolute favorite humans and trainers in this universe. And you've probably seen Todd on Instagram or heard of him before as TMAC Fitness. So with this PrepDish 21-day challenge, you'll get free access to Todd's TMAC 20 workouts. And a special treat is that you'll see me in one of those workouts because Brandon and I teamed up in one of Todd's workouts to be his fitness models, or I guess you would say his students, because we're definitely not fitness models, but we were in one of his videos and it was so much fun. So if you sign up for this challenge and you do the TMAC workouts, it'll basically be like we were working out together, which I think is so much fun. So with this prep dish challenge, you'll get the 21-day menu, the 21-day fitness calendar of TMAC workouts, You'll also get a private Facebook group for support, accountability, and motivation, weekly Facebook Live Q&A sessions, and this challenge is great for absolutely everyone, people who want to try out gluten-free and paleo eating for 21 days to see how they feel, people who want to learn how to meal prep to save time on meals and to be efficient with their cooking, and people looking to implement a new healthy eating and workout routine in 2018. So a couple of the yummy, yummy recipes that they have in store for us for this challenge are a tropical green smoothie, a salmon over sauteed spinach and mushrooms with feta, asparagus and bacon frittata, a roasted beet salad. And I'm going to be eating a lot of beets this season for a lot of different reasons, hormonally mostly, which I'll talk a lot about in upcoming episodes. Zucchini and eggplant lasagna, which everyone knows is my favorite, favorite dish from Erewhon. So maybe making this at home will actually keep me away from going to the Erewhon hot dish bar every single night. Maybe not. Who knows? And the three-week plan starts on January 6th. So that's coming up, guys. That's just in a couple days. They provide three weekly meal plans with an organized grocery list and instructions for the meal prep. So... It's all very easy, very simple. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. The landing page to get your discount, which is $10 off, is prepdish.com slash blonde. That is B-L-O-N-D-E. And you can put in capital B-L-O-N-D-E to get your $10 off. So head over to Prepdish, check out their website of all their meals and join in on this 21-day challenge with me and Todd and Allison from PrepDish and all of the amazing people behind their company. So thank you, PrepDish, for supporting the podcast. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this episode with two of my favorite people in this whole world, Trevor Hall and Deborah Silverman. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Soul on Fire podcast. 
Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Of course. So everybody listening, we are here with Deborah Silverman, the amazing astrologer who I've become completely obsessed with, and Trevor Hall, musician who I've been obsessed with for years whose music I play in all of my yoga classes. And I think I discovered your music like way back when I started practicing yoga in Sacramento, where I am right now, like 11 years ago. And yeah, they would play our songs. So I'm an old school fan. Nice. I like it. So I'm so happy to have you both here. Yeah, thank you so much. Say thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you guys just introduce yourselves, say a little something to our listeners and tell them who you are. Go ahead. I'll introduce you. I'll introduce you. Oh, that's fine. Trevor Hall is a double sag (laughs) with Moon and Libra, which means I'm going to translate that. He has a very profound gift. Well, let's start with, he's got five planets in water. Mm-hmm. So he has the gift of being able to let music and messages come through him. And then he has this very strong disciplinarian part of him that came as a young person that knew about music so young that he's constantly been in service to this vehicle, this instrument that he is, both in his words and in his writing and in his music and the tone. So you listen, I, I like you, similar Listen to Trevor before I met him. Like I, I, I kind of drove my kids crazy because I do like the broken record thing. I get stuck on some favorite music. Me and too. so for years, I had Trevor like, woo, woo, and I didn't know who he was. Well, I didn't know. Actually, the first time I ever got his album, someone didn't write his name on it. They just gave me one of those pirate things. Like yes. Burn CDs. Sorry. No, and it's okay. I did. This was years ago. Honestly, I listened to this music over and over and over again. And then fast forward I was in Boulder and we have a mutual friend who runs a yoga studio. Nope. He runs the Hanuman Festival. Oh no, you're going to tell the story and I'm going to look like a goof. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let, me um, uh, 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 uh. let me finish. So I was talking to this man who I really respect, who runs the Hanuman Festival. And I said, oh my God, Trevor Hall. I would, I'm telling the nice version. I would love to give Trevor Hall a reading. In fact, why don't you offer it as a gift? How about that? Like that's very unusual for me. So um, Trevor, who was a skeptic, said yes. Now he's going to tell his version, and it's probably a little twisted because he is a double sag. He entertains himself. He entertains all of us. You can spend hours listening to his music. Sad as they also tell the truth. So the truth is, we went, I played the festival, and right when I got done, it was kind of like an outdoor thing, like outdoor, like under a little tent. I get done, I come off the stage and all these people are, you know, whatever, coming up to me. And this woman comes up to me and she just says, hey, I'm Sting's astrologer. Do you want to come to my house for dinner? And I, I just was like, this woman is crazy. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. I have things to do. But that was the it's first thing so she said to me. I'm that's never going to live this down. I've happened. never said that since or before. And yes, I'm Sting's astrologer, but yeah. why? That's what happened. I guess it was my way of trying to grab your attention. Anyone could ask you for that. Yeah, but in the context of this situation, I was like, Because there's hippies, because Boulder promotes hippies. So I, I didn't listen to her and I left. And then you talked to Yoshi and said, I'd be happy to give him a, because I'm so kind. Yes. Hello. 
And I didn't know it was her though. And then we get on the phone for the session and she says, we actually met before. And I was like, oh, really? Where'd we, where'd we meet? And she said, I met you at Hanuman Festival. I told you I was Sting's astrologer. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm on the You're phone like, with this, this woman. That woman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but meanwhile. Meanwhile? The session was impactful. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Meanwhile, the session was, I was on tour at the time. I was in Orlando, I'll never forget. And I was in the hotel room. And yeah, the session was just really amazing. Like it really like blew my mind. And I was in a really like difficult spot too, like in my life and my Saturn return. So it was kind of perfect timing, but it just told me like so much. And I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it for like days and days after and tell my wife, Oh my God, you got to talk to this woman. And, and then we just, our sessions grew into a relationship and then Family. Um, family, yeah. So we've, she's kind of become like our fairy godmother. Yeah, so crazy fairy godmother, call it what you will. I mean, it starts off, that's the hard part of the story. But the good news is his music, from my point of view as an astrologer, is definitely channeling a lineage that he's carrying. I would say that he has some some memories. Like, have you heard the word recapitulation? Do you know that word? No. I love no. that word. It means that you're carrying a memory from a past life or like when a child comes in, like both of us had this, you came in with your guitar in your hand Mm -hmm. so young and I started doing astrology when I was a teenager. So we recapitulated, we remembered something that was lost inside of our chamber of our mind. And then as soon as it got activated, he was this brilliant musician and astrology has been, you know, since before you two were born. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm only 1,025 years old. So I've been doing astrology since before you guys, really, it's true. And I recapitulated. And and part of what I hear with Trevor's music long before I knew him was when I listen to the music, there's a soothing that happens. Like you feel the memory or you feel the past inside that song, inside those songs that resonate in a healing way that gives you this understanding that, you know what? We have been here for a long time. And there's an uplifting note that we can use, even with the somber. I love that song, You Can't Rush Your Healing, which is direct related to Saturn Return. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So, and wow, song, you're, really, you're being really nice to me today. Mm-hmm. She usually doesn't you know, talk sweet. like this. Yeah, because, because <laughs> look at where we're recording this. When we get off, I'll be really <laughs> Anyways, the point in that story, but it's really true, Trevor. And even to this day, like... I heard that your mom does this too, so I felt not so bad because people think I'm his mom. But I listen, I have that Pandora thing. Yeah. I just leave it on the Trevor Hall station. I get all kinds of, that's all I listen to. That's what I do on Spotify. <laughs> I just leave the Trevor Hall station on on Spotify. Oh my God, he's joking. I'm I know, you. we're making you joke. So for everybody listening, will you guys explain Saturn Return? Well, if I get it right, if I don't, then I'll correct you. Then you can correct me. But Saturn return is a period in one's life where the planet Saturn comes back into its original position of your chart at the time of your birth. So it returns to the it returns to the degree in the sky. Of and in the sign of where you were born, of, of when you were born. And it only happens once every 28 to 30 years. Yeah. So, like the main, the first like main one is from like 28 to 30. And then the second main one is from like 58 to 60. And then there's another one. 
if you're lucky, right? Right. 80, That's why I wonder how old Ma was. Oh, yeah. Do well, you know? I don't know. I'll have to see. But, there's, so basically, there's two that's significant in a lifetime. But 28 to 30, which is when Trevor and I met, yeah, is a very significant marker for the entrance of your destiny. Yeah. But it slaps you around. Like, it's kind of mean. Not mm-hmm. always mean. His was mean. Mine was really tough. Mine, mine wasn't so tough. Mine was... Mine was tough. Like it depends on where Saturn sits and and in what sign and in what house, because Saturn is the planet of life lessons. And it's kind of when an astrologer looks at your chart, they look to Saturn to see like what you came into this life to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the part of my chart when I had my reading that really like affected me because it was like, whoa, yeah, like this makes like a lot of sense. Because it was on your body. And I'm really, yeah, and I was having all these health problems. And his Saturn is in the house of health. um, And also it's in the house of like self-discovery too. So I was like really going through a lot of like, a lot of things that I like, like uh, staked my identity on were kind of like falling away. And I was kind of getting like freaked out. But that that required me to really like turn around and go deep within myself, you know, in my own journey and asking myself, Oh, who am I? What am I? And yeah, it was really tough, but not all Saturn returns are tough. But some people really, I believe it or not, it depends on how willing you are to let go because it forces you, it forces you to relinquish what came before. And if you're willing to trust, it's kind of like the high wire when you're going from one and you let go and there's a minute before the next one comes. Mm-hmm. Santa returns like you're right between. You're like, no, nah, I'm so scared. Or I love this feeling. Right. Yeah, it's a heavy time. I'm in mine right now. Or no. The no cool, you're out. I, I know. I know. Because the cool thing is we, this is so trippy because it's, I honestly, oh, yeah. our Saturn is exactly the same degree in the same sign. No way. I know. Once every 30 years, just a karmic coincidence. Yeah. So what she's trying to tell you is she's double my age. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I'm a thousand case. years old. How about that? <laughs> and what I really wanted to point out was that we're both funny because Saturn's in Sagittarius. So the good news about our life lesson when he's in a good mood is that, um, <laughs> is that he can really be funny. The problem he has is you know, he's got a little bit of a grump. But I, on the other hand, I can sustain a good mood even when I'm grumpy. That's what puts me in my grump. Is my is her good good man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can see how certain people are, now don't take this personally, but certain people are grumpy. Like they come in with a, a less serotonin and some yeah. people come in with an excessive amount of serotonin and, and drugs help that. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. They For do. the record, I do not do any drugs in, in case that's what you're insinuating. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about the people out there that suffer from depression and it, it's not funny. But some people who are lacking serotonin drugs really do. I'm a, you know, I'm a psychotherapist of, yeah. of 40. 40 years. Oh my goodness. And you've blended a lot of psychology with astrology, which is They're so... Yeah, that's what I think is one of the, the best things about Deb is that, and that's why when I was initially asked about the reading. I was kind of like, "Oh God," because I'm, a, I, you know, I'm a spiritual guy, but I don't really. Like, I, I need it to be like kind of grounded, and I think that's one of Deb's gifts because she has that um, study of like psychology and the mind. All of her astrology is is married to that beautiful 
grounded just presence that that we're able to really understand and, and apply it apply it to our lives it's not like oh on december 31st in seven years you're going to be passing it's like well that doesn't help me you know exactly. but you you know it's able to bring it to into your person into the now and really help you navigate your own psyche you gave me when that last interview you gave me the best compliment because when i was younger like your guys age I wasn't very grounded. And, and Trevor said how grounded I am. And that was a learned skill. And I have this book called The Missing Element where you take a test to find out. I was missing earth, believe it or not. I didn't come this way. And part of what I teach and what, what Trevor's addressing is if you do astrology without the psychological model or practicality to it, it's all this information. But when someone said to me, Deborah, you have to get grounded. Like you have to do ritual because you're going to fall off the planet, like bump into clouds and forget your name. Then where's my purse? And I was an airhead. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Now you're just a little bit less of an I airhead. I was going to say something really mean about you yesterday, but I didn't say a thing. No, you just jumped right in. And now I'm a lot less of an airhead because I've, someone taught me to always put my purse back where you the same place. Yes. That's I just learned that skill. Wow. Are you an air sign? Look how cute she is. Are you an air sign? So I'm a Libra sun, Aquarius rising. Cancer men. Well, talk about earhead. I know. <laughs> you can ask anybody who knows me. I'm very airy. Very. And like, that's why you have a podcast and you talk. Yeah, exactly. Because that's kind of where I can share is like talking and writing, everything else. Asking questions, being curious. Yeah. yeah. Very curious. Very curious. Nice. What's it like to have moon in Libra? Moon and Libra is, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, I think, because you're good at like keeping peace with people. You know, if you're, you know, I think everybody likes, generally likes people with Moon Libra's and Libra. But if you have to assert yourself or make a decision, make a decision it's impossible. <laughs> you have that too. Uh-huh. The, the blog here. I, I do too. I have to say, if there was one personality trait of mine that I really don't like, like I've always said that if I could change one thing about myself, I would be decisive. Like, where do you want to yeah. go for dinner? Yeah. Where I'm, Emery oh. and I are so bad at that. I hate, I just, and some people, I just always go, you do, but I wouldn't tell him that because, or you, Yeah, we're all going to sit around going, I don't know, what do you want to do? That's error. Yeah. So that's what you learn in my book, just in case you kids are interested. You learn which one you are. There's four of them. And then um, you figure out the missing element, which in my case was earth when I was younger. And then you add, you add the spice mm-hmm. and then you're all feeling balanced. Like you, the balanced blonde. Exactly. Trying to get... Oh my gosh, you believe it. It's called the balanced blonde. That's perfect. Right? Yeah, it all kind of ties in with each other. What's your missing element, Trevor? My missing element, I would have to say is... Earth. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That took you a little while. No, I just, no, because I was thinking like either earth or air. Yeah, you do have low air, but you do air well. Yeah, I think it's earth. His yeah. wife has to keep him grounded. Yes, my, my wife is all the earth. Oh, that's good. Nice. So you yeah. see, this is one. Yeah, and yes. I'm, 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 I'm lacking the earth vibe. And I started off, by the way, I didn't have water. I forgot to say that. When I, like, he's really good at water, and it's a hard one to be good at. I, when I was younger, believe it or not, never knew how to cry. Like, I was completely emotionally cut off. I've made up for lost time. Yeah, you've done well. Now. I know, boy. But that, I didn't know how to meditate. When I was younger, I was like, why would you possibly 
sit still, close your eyes. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) They look so stupid. Get up. We're going to go. And then I had to learn like, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's this value in being quiet because it helps you empty. And oh, I see. And it it took me, you know, there's something to be said about growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Well, you wouldn't know much. You're too young. So let me talk. (laughs) No, you've talked enough. Let her talk. You say something. Seriously. So you went through your Saturn return. You learned a lot Mm -hmm. about it from Deb. And how did that influence you moving forward? So like how long ago was that? How has it influenced your music and your life? It's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy. I mean, the last couple of years are like, like the most learning, crazy, like journey, really. But my whole new album, The Fruitful Darkness, is all based on the stars and that journey and what I learned and 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 then continuing to learn. You know, I literally just stepped out of the Saturn return like two days ago. Um, <laughs> it was two weeks two, ago. Two weeks ago, still. But I really learned, like, God, I've learned so much. Well, he took the class. Let me freaking talk, please. Oh, my help. God. He gets, sometimes he gets kind of bossy. I, He's learned, a I learned that... I learned to like have, this is going to sound weird, but I learned to like have fun a little bit because before I, there's a part of my chart where I'm just very disciplined and I sometimes just have a hard time. It's weird because I'm a musician, you know, on stage is fine, but I have a hard time of just kind of letting my hair down sometimes. And I always just want to like be like in this intense, like, you know, mode, I guess. But it really just helped me relax to learn how to relax and learn to just be happy, honestly, and um, not be so hard on myself. That was my biggest thing is being hard on myself, which I think a lot of people deal with. That is clearly, he has a Mm -hmm. very strong Saturn. In some people's charts, you can see. And so in that album, um, The Fruit of Darkness. Fruitful Darkness. That's what I meant to say. To be able to go into the dark. This yeah. is a really big. What I watched with Trevor was he. he yeah, has, yeah, this is good. He yeah. has a very courageous willingness to because he's got so much Scorpio in his chart to dive deep. And some of us would rather avoid that, or we use addiction. Some of people use addiction. Mm-hmm. Some people use avoidance. Some people get stuck in video games, or they do porn, or they go into marijuana, mm-hmm. anything at all to avoid going to the darkness because it's so lonely there. Like I watched Trevor really suffer and then choose, and this is a big issue, to be happy. And you have to, it's like a muscle. Like, so, yeah. and I, I get, and this is my gift this lifetime because I, I was, I was just doing my memoir and I found out, I forgot. I was such a serious kid. You can't tell by looking, but I was such a, I was so into like reading and journaling and studying. I was a mental case. Mm-hmm. And that's the dynamic of us. We both have that. Yeah. And our both of our life lessons is to have fun. So now, you know, what we get to do eat, party, play, <laughs> laugh, entertain. Like that's a really funny job. Well, that I, that's actually, I think maybe you said it better, but the other thing that I really learned is like that dark part is not a bad part. And my problem was I would go in, I would I'd want to go deep, you know, and then I wouldn't know how to get out and I wouldn't know how to get unstuck. And with my Saturn return, I I learned how to like bring humor into that area. And I think that's like a really big Like when I make fun of you on the phone and say, you're 
crazy. What yeah, you said I'm mentally ill. <laughs> That's what you said. Like when, <laughs> when people call me and they're stuck in their <laughs> they're stuck in their stuff and they're going on and on and on. They're paying me. They're paying me to hear me. And, and I have a lot of trained astrologers that I've taught this to. Like you have to listen to them and start, finally you got to call them out and go, that is mental illness. You, and I mean, in, in a funny way. There was a period when I wanted to stop being a musician and become a farmer <laughs> because I thought it would just be simple. And I just wanted <laughs> to like ground out. And she said, that's mental illness. <laughs> that was the text <laughs> I got. He's like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving music. I was like, okay, you're not, now you're mentally ill. Like so. really? Yeah, definitely. So I feel that because I feel like I can get stuck in the darkness too. I'd be interested to mm. see like what in my chart has like Ooh. that gap because I too go so deep into that and it is hard to get well, out. Well, you probably have spoken if you're a leader. Let her talk. God. Well, I'm sorry. reading from you so that, I, so that I know what it is exactly. But what kind of like what tools did you learn to get out of it to bring humor into it texting death really <laughs> no, no no hold on shut up you've been oh, talking the whole half an hour i am not i've been talking the whole yeah, half an hour stop i think one no, of the she said no yes she, she's being no. nice she's a libra <laughs> <laughs> i think some of the tools that i learned honestly were it, like Deb says, it was really like a muscle. Like in the beginning, it was just so freaking hard and like it didn't feel right, you know. And one of my things was just, one of my big things is just to talk it out, whether it's with my wife or, Libra. or with Deb or with somebody else and just kind of not, because before I would, wouldn't do anything. I would just, it, I'd be in it and that's it. And it just, I'm stuck and I just have to wait, you know, and it would just suck. And I've really learned to like, however I can move the energy in any way I can, whether it's going for a run or going for a bike ride or talking on the phone or painting or yoga, yoga doing anything just to move the energy. Because if you don't, that's what it is. It just gets trapped. And then you're, that's, see, that's your scorpion. Then you're mentally ill. <laughs> it's probably politically incorrect, but that's, so you may have, so, so those of you listening, some people, that was a great description. They get stuck in it because they're nonverbal and they don't want to talk. So if you have lots of water in your chart, you're secretive and you're embarrassed by how screwed up you are. So here's the good news. We're all screwed up. And once you say that out loud, like we're all mentally ill or you're, um, you know, what's the word? Gremlins come to get you. Once you can face it, and that's what my book was about. We turned the observer on. Yeah, the observer. That's, that's what the got him thing. out. Yeah. yeah. And humor and humor. Just and going into the observer and just just watching it and just... Putting on... That's what the yeah. book is about. You, you could, if you get the missing element mm-hmm. and you take the test, he was missing... In actuality, he was missing air at the time when we met. It wasn't Earth. And he hadn't verbalized, like he was self-conscious. And the other thing is there's karma involved because he's carrying, as we described, so much of a lineage. And in the past, all of the Piscean age, the last era of 2000 years, Jesus to Buddha to the Mohammed, all those religious orders, they suffered. So I met Trevor, I was watching him suffer and that's a choice. You don't have to suffer. You you can actually choose to say, Mm -hmm. I want out of here. And we are so not built, like, here's my joke, ready? I'm the president of the Jews for Joy Club, and I have no members. Because the Jews go like this, oi, oi. Like, that's all I grew up with was, oi, it's such a, 
third day. You won't believe a son didn't look at it. That's like true. A, so I had to say, excuse me. I am so done with this. So those of you that suffer, that want to find the fruit, mm-hmm. you have to one, become aware. That's the observer. And then two, make a choice. And, and I'm watching Trevor. It's been so fun to watch. He's, he's so much happier. Yeah, I really am. You have to make a choice. Uh, it's not natural choice. for you. Yeah. I and mean, it wasn't to start with. A friend, a friend always, <laughs> a great friend always says, when I, before I met dad, I would vent to her and she said, why be happy when you can be miserable? <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole <laughs> joke for me. Why that's be just happy? a choice, yeah. And that's your lineage. Like, think how many lifetimes, if it's true we've had past lives, and any of you, watching this you can't get to 2018 mm-hmm. and have 7.5 billion people everyone you ever knew is here mm-hmm. like every past life contact you have ever had is here like we have definitely known each other mm-hmm. and i really like his wife who i feel like i've known so you meet these people that you've known now there's karma involved like your parents were probably grumpy or your brother was mean to you or you had this really horrible teacher at school somewhere the karma came and got you mm-hmm. and then you have to make a choice and you turn on your observer and you go oh I'm in a movie called Life, and I seem to be victimizing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sick of this movie. Yeah. But it's a choice, you guys. So, yeah, it's a and, and how do you make the choice? Well, you listen to Trevor's music. <laughs> I, I really, no, I'm not kidding. I encourage people because his, his example, all those planets of water, he's singing to all of us. He's, it's, water is the common denominator of the human condition. Like we're all water. So when the water's clean, look at that picture. The water's clean, which is a very specific tool. Water gets clean by how? Meditating, crying. It's okay to cry. Being able to go into a place of honest emotional expression. And then he's expressing fire. You use exercise or yoga or music to upgrade your energetic body. Otherwise, the single ingredient on this planet that screwed us up badly is we're emotionally unable to deal with death, to deal with sadness, to deal with anger, to deal with secrets deal with addiction we're like emo- i hate to say this but as a species we are emotionally retarded especially in the west is it different in india like there's yeah it's just different they don't have the same it's just weird it's just we western people are so weird we're so strange we're so kind of either. yeah it's so weird and we're trying to so be normal weird. and normal yeah. is a setting on the dryer yeah. so if you guys want to learn more we have this thing called and trevor gave we gave the best interview there's a thing called the star community you know about this www. Tell all of our listeners. It's a membership site for millennials. Where I designed it because you know I'm really younger than I look. No, it's all right. Yeah. No, I don't look old. (laughs) I'm I'm older. How do I say that? No, no, no. You're you're young. You're just young in spirit. Yeah. So I I decided to make this website for (laughs) younger people, which was I pretended if I was like I think about Trevor and my kids, and I think. If I didn't know astrology, which I didn't know, and I was face-to-face with my gremlins mm-hmm. and my secrets, that's the biggest issue in the name of water. People get secretive. What would I do to, to give myself some wisdom? Oh, I know. I'll go on the star community every day, and up comes a video that says, like, today. It's a beautiful day today. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. The sun's in cap and the moon's in Taurus. Feel it. It's such a, a beautiful grand- day. It's a grounded day. And there are certain days where your angst is up, and you're like, eh. And if you would know that, and that's what the star community is, how do I educate you to look for your Saturn and find out where the planets are and start looking up? And that that's would be a great name for an album. What? Looking up. Looking up. Looking up. Yeah. I like I that. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, Jordan, you tell us about your relationship with astrology. Okay. So I don't 
know all that much about astrology yet, but it's something, so I'm 27. So I felt like I was entering my Saturn return. I don't know. If you are. You are. So much has shifted for me over the last year where I've gotten really in touch with spirituality, with manifesting and channeling and just all these things that are, it's like a whole new world to me. And it started with Kundalini yoga and feeling these crazy. Isn't that funny? Kundalini yoga. That's no, no, no. Coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So these crazy connected feelings first through Kundalini, then through this podcast interviewing mediums and psychics and celestial channelers, shamans. And this is celestial That's letter talk. Are you? Okay. So that's something that, that right. I wanted to talk to you right. guys about. <laughs> You're like, no, just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> just keep talking. No, it's, all good. it's all good. So with all of that, I've become increasingly interested in astrology to connect all the dots of everything that I've been experiencing because mm-hmm. it's exciting and it's fun. It's also something I feel like I was saying, I totally go into the darkness. I take on other people's energy mm-hmm. very easily. So I can get very trapped and being a writer, I can mm-hmm. just write, 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 be experiencing all these emotions and then feel really like stuck in all of that and unsure of how to get out. So learning a little bit about astrology has been awesome because it's just, as you all know, that great connector and makes me feel like this universe is, it makes sense versus mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's going on the other <laughs> half of the time. So the celestial chan- channeling has been really interesting. And that's actually what got me into astrology was kind of learning about the Palladian stars and then back to... See, you guys listen, just so you know, Jordan. Can I talk No, let me talk. Keep trying to talk. Your, her, her, her Saturn's in Capricorn. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so your Saturn is in Capricorn. So that means that your your Saturn return is is all about manifestation and organization and bringing whatever is inside of you into like a manifested like Earth like physical place. So it's it's not a, it's about not holding all those things inside anymore. Ideas, energy. It's really about organizing and just putting it into the world. So I've, you'll probably, for your Saturn return, I mean, you'll probably be have something going on with your career or and like figuring things out or organizing or, and making stuff happen or starting a new project or, you know, but just really learning how to move all your ideas into the physical I wish place. I could sing. You could do astrology and then I could sing now. Yeah. But I can't sing. You can't sing. So just be quiet. <laughs> and um, we can continue this interview, just you and but me. Was, <laughs> that was so good. It was so good. He, he nailed it. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit here now because you just like, See? yeah, give me the water. See? Come on. That makes a lot of fun to me. Did, is that true, though, what he just told you? It feels true. It feels like mm-hmm. this is my time to manifest all of this energy that's inside that... Like, I'll just get these countless ideas and it's almost paralyzing because acting on so much at once is hard. And so kind of focusing in on each and every idea at once and making some changes. 
Mm-hmm. My career has changed a lot. Like I have my blog and this podcast and that's my full-time job. But of mm-hmm. course, like that shifts all the time. The focus is of what I talk about and what I write about and what I'm interested in. And that has shifted so much in the last year. Yeah. And I think we'll only continue to It'll change more. You're both very intuitive. And now I can see you're very intuitive picking up on everything with my chart. So how do you both connect to your intuition? What are some rituals that you have that keep you connected so that you can be in touch? (laughs) He crossed his hands. He's like, it's all for Steph. I'm telepathic. Okay. Okay. Hold on. There's something really important. Can I, can I just, can I, should I answer that question first? She yeah. said that she like rounded out really, but as you can see, she has not. One is to learn what he just did. Cause that wasn't intuition. That was a skill. He has some, I don't know what he made these little cars when he took the class and he like sent me a picture of all these cards and this little magic mark. I was really impressed with you. There, it's not, it's not intuition astrology. That's not intuition. That was radical information that he absorbed and integrated it. It's like some people talk astrology and you're like, really? Some reason Trevor gives really good readings. I've heard this from more than one person. And it's because he's recapitulated. You've got some ancient wise somebody that hangs around whispers and you're good for you. Me, on the other hand, I have little imps, little short people. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, so my intuition is a different muscle. And when I'm doing readings, to answer your question now, to come back, because there's a school you guys can sign up for. It's in January. Twice a year we launch. That's really, it. It's really amazing, I have to say. And he really did well. You got to do your homework. really fun. It's a serious expert. You know, you have to be willing to go study, mm-hmm. do your homework. Jordan signed up, didn't you, Jordan? I'll be signing up. The- yeah. Be- <clears throat> Someone told okay, me- stay on focus. Okay, focus. so now my intuition. I... Over the years, I had a radio show for like five years straight. Every Tuesday, I never missed because I'm very consistent. What happened was I started saying shit on the radio. Like, your drawers are a mess. And they'd be like, how did you know? Or I'd say, your sister just seems to come out. She seems to be feeling a lot better. How did you know? And sometimes Daniel, my son, would be sitting next to me. He'd be like, whoa. So that's, that's intuition. And I don't know how to explain that. But that is a muscle called balls. Like, you have to, have, you have to be courageous enough to say things. Mm-hmm. And to let your intuition channel without the filter. What he did was pure astrology. Mm-hmm. Saturn and Capricorn. I call it woman festation instead of manifestation. You're a woman fester. But you've got so much air in your chart, all that Aquarius um, Libra, that the idea manufacturer doesn't always translate. And so what he was describing was your life lesson is, how do I bring the ideas into form, make money, and keep I love everything he said, organized, structured, responsible, all those words for you, Jordan. And, there, and by the way, everyone born, what year are you born? 90. Yeah, 90. 89 to 91 was Saturn and Capricorn. So all of you out there that have that, like Trevor, what year are you born? 86. So 80, from 85 to 89 or 88, 88 was Saturn and Sag. We have the same one, which was um, being funny. We have the best one. I hate to say this out loud, but what a great life lesson to be having fun. Your life lesson is to work mm. and to be responsible. It's a totally different story. Yeah. Isn't that great? We came in to learn how to have fun. Yeah. It's good. I probably was helping you when you picked the chair. I was like, Trevor, now. <laughs> <laughs> like, go now, 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 now. Yes. So 
Yeah, that's so interesting. So where your Saturn sits is what your life's purpose, your life's work mm. is. And Saturn Capricorn means coming to life and to kind of work, work on those. Manifest. Every, he said it so well. Yeah, it also depends on what house your Saturn sits in. You know, it's like, obviously everybody from that was born in from 89 to 91 doesn't have the same mission in life, obviously. So, you know, it's, it depends on what area specifically of your life that's really manifesting, you know? So, but that you can find out when you have Deb read your chart. Don't, don't listen. It's not just me. You guys, I have, when you go to my website, I have all these like him, I have trained astrologers who are called certified astrologers. They go through a rigorous training program with me and they can do it too. Cause I, I, I'm kind of busy. Yeah. Am I certified? No. no. Shoot, <laughs> you could be honestly. I didn't graduate. You could I get dropped certified. out. No, you can take all three levels, but then you have to go through it. Which honestly, you could be certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to follow the script and start doing readings and send them to us. It's a whole program. It's kind of like a university degree. Anybody wants to be an astrologer? This is my dream. Was if I could have heard Jordan when I was twenty-three and I was a little Deborah who was in graduate school going. There's something spiritual about psychology. No one's talking about it. And I would have watched this podcast. Like, what? You can combine astrology and something else. Yoga. Yoga teachers out there. Yoga and astrology are best friends. If you write yoga, it ends with an A. And if you write astrology, it ends with a Y. So if you write yoga and astrology, they all... It just is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Think about it. It's just one word. Yeah. It's like astrology and music, as you've done. So with... The Fruitful Darkness, are all the songs on that album related back to astrology? Uh, not like every single one, but there's some songs that are directly like about astrology. And then there's songs that are about experiences, experiences in my life that I had thanks to astrology, you know, like that, or, or, or ha- were able to see, were able to not miss because of me getting in my observer and learning the lessons that I did in my astrology. There are songs about that. So, I mean, either directly or indirectly, they are all, you know, have to do with astrology in that period of my life. But you talked about Saturn before I met you. Yeah, but I didn't even know what that meant. But you were, like, your... I, I had a friend. I was in Maui. I was on Maui. This is the first time I heard about Saturn Return. I was on Maui. I went to go visit a friend. How old? He was in a Saturn return because he he was living up in this beautiful house in Kula, Maui, like on the volcano. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, how did you like, bro, how did you like, you know, this is crazy. Everything's like happening for you. And he was like, yes, Saturn return. And I was like, what's that? You know, and that's when I first heard it. And I kind of like looked it up a little bit, but I had no idea what it was about. Saturn's like, essence can't be tamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I put in the song, but I didn't even know it was about yet. But that's that's oh, the I whole see. funny. But did that's you sing about Star before that ever? Yeah, but not like relating to astrology. I mean, maybe the the seeds were there. Right. I was calling out. Because you have to a lot it. of Pisces. He's got quite a bit of Pisces in this chart. And yeah. they they are yeah, in drift away. <laughs> they, they drift, but they also are channelers. Like to your point, yeah, the celestial, especially one. Pisces in the third house. I know you're. That's what you write your poetry from. Yeah, can you feel it when you're writing it? Mm-hmm. Like you're, 
like the doors open, they're downloading. What is that called again that you said? What was it called again? Celestial channel. I don't know. What that I want to do that. What does that mean? Probably already do. It's yeah, you probably kind of already do. Like opening up intuitively and connecting with a different place. So it could be like with the celestial realm, like the Pleiadian stars, or it could be anywhere. So Jesus. I know both of our phones are ringing off the hook. I know because that's God calling. Watch, this is what I do. I think it's I've been told by a shaman in my life that when a phone rings, when you're saying something, it means that what you're saying is true. So That's how I feel about sneezing. Whenever you sneeze, <laughs> if you heard, really, whenever you sneeze, it's the truth. When bells go off, people, an angel gets its wings. Yeah. I think I'm, that's all shamanic training. Like there's woo-woo things that happen. If you paid attention, like when you were talking about Kundalini, Tommy Rosen, who's the Kundalini master of the universe, texted us. No Didn't way. He? Yeah, yeah did. right that's now, right we were, now. That's why we were laughing. Right, right when, you, right when you said Kundalini. Well, that's something I want to say, though, is that, you know, in other cultures, in like shamanic cultures or any indigenous cultures of our earth, besides, honestly, besides the Western <laughs> civilization, no, to be honest, they've all been, they're all taught lessons of right or or have rites of passage or initiations or or you know learn ceremony we don't have any of that they've been given all these tools to learn how to channel to learn all these things and and we don't and i honestly feel like that's a reason why a lot of us are affected by anxiety and depression and all these things is because we've kind of cut the umbilical cord to our mother and we don't know we, we can't feel it anymore. And that's why, you know, all of us now, all of us white folk, to be honest, are walking back with our tail in between our legs to all these indigenous communities and places that honestly our ancestors persecuted. So it's kind so of right. a weird, journey, funny journey, but, you know, that's what it's about. And that, I think that's why a lot of us in our world today are just so... Sad and weird and messed up is because so long ago, like so so long ago, none of us, nobody gave us the tools to to look explore up. our psyche or to look up, and that's what you know. That's why we're all kind of turning around, and you see all these Westerners, you know, getting into all these you know traditions because they need. We're missing it. They need it. it. The umbilical cord. I love the image. Yeah, that's like what I think about. The mother. We lost the mother. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's true. The way that yeah. our culture raises children to mm-hmm. just have this totally Western life, going to school, getting a job, doing this whole mm-hmm. ritual that's not necessarily specific to any individual at all. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have so much trouble with that. Yeah. Well, the good news is the future is here and the past is being revisited. We're in the future. We push, look at us, look at us, look what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This is the weirdest yeah. thing you've ever heard. When I was like, really? We're sitting on a couch. We're looking at a button. <laughs> There's a green button. You can't see it. Yeah. And then we're telling stories. And then you're going to take this little thing we just did. That's all going to be vibrationally set into, and then you're going to send it out to cyberspace. In the meantime, 
<laughs> Help me. In the meantime, the past, the old rituals, like even your teacher who's past the, the um, elders that we both respect so much. Like I do my rituals. I live in Hawaii and I spend every single day, I, I, I am deliberate about acknowledging the invisible world and saying, thank you for this land. Thank you for this privilege. We, nobody taught us anything. So we're in the future with a modern day civilization where you go to www.thestarcommunity.com, look up at the stars. And then there's a chance like get outside, lie on the ground, which we do in my house. And you see, you know what? There's no lights on my street as none. Mm. And you lie on the ground in my street in Hawaii and all you see, it's like crazy. So we must never lose contact with lying on the ground, with taking off your shoes, turning off the stupid computer, putting his music on like in your earplugs. Isn't that funny when people walk around? I see this in the airport where they're like talking to themselves and there's nobody there. Yeah, that drives me crazy. I think it's so funny. We're in this ridiculous combination of the past, the indigenous culture. I love that image, trying to come back. The future, running towards how can we make our podcast bigger and make our album sing to the world and how can I make everybody look at the stars? And then in the here and now, there's this cute little blonde girl named Jordan <laughs> asking us questions. I love it. I know. It's really crazy to think about how, like what we're doing right now. I was just thinking about the fact that looking at you, it, like, it feels like we're all in the same room. It's so interesting. Because yeah, I used to do my podcast either in person or just on audio. So it's cool to have this. Do you remember have you ever been to Orlando to Epcot Center? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's this ride that goes through time. It yes. starts off with dinosaurs. The very yeah. first beginning of the ride, there's like steam. And then the very end of the ride, the, t- the chair turns backwards and you're going into the future. And when I went to see it, the first thing you'd see in the future was, I swear, was a, a person, a mom and a dad sitting in a room with the tel- just like this with the computer and their kid was in the picture and we had never seen it before. I was like, oh, we're in the future. I remember just going, at some point, you'll be able to talk outside of a screen. Yeah, I know. It's and then we, we think this is the most normal thing in the world. That's yeah. true. I wonder what they have all that sense of now to represent the future. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's a spaceship. <laughs> maybe we'll tell, no, maybe we'll be able to like, without our bodies i don't know maybe we'll be able to throw our minds into right, the- come down <laughs> come down we have 10 minutes left so, <laughs> so, so, it's talk to about, right. so it's about to be the new year when this podcast comes out it will be it'll be next week so the first week of the new year so astrologically from both of you what's going on in the cosmos that people should know about to be prepared for how to lead into 2018. Deb can answer that question better because I don't, I don't learn, you know, I guess where this, where everything is now, but I don't think you really need the stars. I mean, you don't need to look at the stars to know that we are in a really fucking crazy time right now. I mean, and you know, there's just so much, energy going in so many different directions i feel like intuitively you know this is where i'm answering by intuition i guess now you and you know there's just there's just so much going on but you know i feel like i feel like we're at this just kind of like precipice area where we're like it's like some we're, we got to make it we're, we got to make a choice here. There's that word. And yeah, there's a there's that word. And it's like what direction do we want to go here? And um you know, usually in, in, in when we look back on history, 
in our darkest times, you know, some of the greatest leaders like were born and some of the greatest movements emerged from like the darkest fucking times Jesus. of our history. No, he really like slavery, time. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. you know, Gandhi with British, you know, doesn't the Dalai Lama is, it was from the overthrow of a country, you know? So it's like, I do feel that, you know, nothing's ever, how am I supposed to say this? I do feel that we're in a really hard, crazy time right now, but I do feel like there is this emergence of us coming back home and learning and, 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 just going deep within ourselves, you know, not basing our journey off of anything else, going deep within ourselves and really trying to find the answers that we want as a collective, you know, to move forward. Cause you know, we don't have that much time left really to make that decision. And we're kind of getting to that point where it's like, we have to turn it around, you know? So that's how I feel. That's brilliant. It was for brilliant. next year. Yeah. And especially you millennials, the guys and girls that are watching this, because these are the plan- here's the planetary influences. Um, Jupiter entered Scorpio about, this is really good for you, by the way, about uh, two months ago, right when the Me Too thing started, the week that all the women were going, let me tell you about the sexual abuse, mm-hmm. Jupiter entered Scorpio right in that week, which is about mm-hmm. Jupiter's expansion and opening up, and Scorpio is secrets. And it expanded our ability to tell the secrets of all these sexual secrets. That's one. Two, as... Trevor said Saturn entered Capricorn literally two weeks ago. We're at zero degrees. We're not even there yet. Mm. But so this is a transition for the government. Like as a collective, to your point, Mm -hmm. there is a major transition occurring. And thank you, Mr. Trump, because you're ruining everything. And thank you very much for doing that. Because as he said, out of ashes come the heroes. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking all of you millennials why I want you to study astrology is what is your role? Like he's clearly a messenger as a singer. I'm clearly a talker. You're clearly a talker, Jordan. But some of you are supposed to just be dreamers. And some of you are supposed to be business people and do earth. And some of you are supposed to be yoga teachers and do fire. We don't know what your role is. But out of ashes come the leaders who make the difference. Because you guys, the only reason why I have any faith at all is because of you guys, millennials. You millennials. I have my kids and my, I happen to have a specialty with this age group because I'm really only young on the inside. And um, you're giving me hope. Because you're having these hard conversations. Because you know what? When I was growing up, mm-hmm. nobody talked about it. They all thought I was so weird. And mm-hmm. I'm not weird. No. Well, honestly, honestly, when I, you can only imagine. Well, I mean, a little weird. Yeah, I, I'm not mentally ill. But, but you can imagine when I was in graduate school, when I was in classical graduate school, and I kept saying, is there a spiritual angle to psychology? Like, what about the stark night of the soul? And they were like, the what? Like, they all based everything on the parents. I was like, No. So you can now realize that you millennials in this next era, Saturn's in Capricorn to change a government, Jupiter's in Scorpio. That means that sexuality now needs to, secrets got to come out. Uranus, you probably don't know, is entering Taurus for the first time in 200 years. So there's a, Uranus represents radical change mm-hmm. in the earth. Mm-hmm. Like our respect for money and gold and food. We're going to have to, for the next seven years, we're going to have to really examine how do we deal with this unbelievable problem we're having with resources. So Yes, you're right. Everything's waking up. And the good news is you're here and we're here and we're having a lot of fun. And, and sarcasm is really helpful when you have Trevor. I just wanted to say something funny. Just like, it's true. Wow. Okay, so that's, those are two. You're making me want to use my phone. For people to know. So with the couple minutes that we have left, 
I'll ask you guys a question that I ask everyone who comes on this podcast, which is if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? And maybe you can answer it about each other and then kind of see like if you feel that to be correct and then answer it about yourself. I always go to blue. I always go to blue and green. Just like indigo. You know? That's so cute. I'm turquoise. You are total turquoise. Oh my God. That is so right on. Well, that's why we match. So we blue blue and turquoise. I get along great. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, Jordan? What are you, Jordan? So I feel I kind of change and shift, but yellow. I go with yellow. I, I was going to say, I knew you were going to say that too. Really? Yeah, like a bright yellow. Yeah. No coincidence yeah. that I'm wearing yellow. Although I don't see myself to be this color that I'm wearing. This is like a mustard. But yeah, like a bright, sunshiny, yellow, yeah. connected. And I just feel, it's not even my favorite color or anything like that. I just feel very connected to it. Mm, and yeah. you're wearing yellow too, Deb. Yeah. I see it on your shirt. Yeah, I remember a yellow soft fuzzy wuzzy was it there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can we so do our how, thank you, George. Is there anything else? Was there one more color you wanted? Um no, just just your colors. Turquoise, <laughs> indigo, yellow. So just tell everyone where they can find both of you. He's usually under a tree singing. <laughs> I'm always outside looking at the stars. Is that the, was that what they're looking for? Um, no, they're looking for, you got to be a little more professional okay, here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You do it. So you can find like our music at trevorhallmusic.com. This is what you wanted, right? Exactly. Here goes the phone. Yeah. That's trevorhallmusic.com. Yeah. And then debrasilvermanastrology.com. Yeah, three words. debrasilvermanastrology.com or thestarcommunity.com. Very nice. Amazing. And you're on tour right now, Trevor, yes? Well, we just got off, but we have, we're playing two shows for New Year's. And then we are we have a few months off and we continue again late February, early March. Cool. So keep you your eyes open. Los Angeles at all? Uh, not this run. No, this is more through the Midwest and then into um, the Northeast. But... We'll definitely be back in LA soon. Okay, cool. Well, I have to yeah. come. I haven't seen you live. And yeah, please do. I absolutely will. Yay. Well, thank you guys both. This was thank so much guys. fun. I know you both have to run. And thank we'll you so much. There's so much okay. to Yeah. Thank you. Take Thanks, Jordan. Bye. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Trevor and Deborah are both so amazing and inspiring and hilarious. And I love the friendship that they have together. I love how close that they are with each other and how much Deborah has influenced Trevor when it comes to astrology and everything he's learned. I can't wait to learn more from both of them. And yeah, this was a dream come true to talk to them together and to have Trevor on the podcast and Deborah on the podcast. And if there's anything more that you want to learn from 
either of them let me know and i would love to have them back on soon so thank you guys so much for being here happy new year i wanted to remind you that if you feel so inclined and inspired to rate and review the podcast in itunes that helps me so much it helps this show get seen by more people helps it be more visible and helps me keep on making the show as I do. So if you are in the mood to rate and review the podcast, then head over to iTunes, do that, send me a screenshot and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everyone who rates and reviews the podcast. You just have to let me know or else I won't know that you've done it and send that to jordan at thebalanceblonde.com. Thank you guys so much for being here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. I hope that you have an amazing, inspired, creative, happy, wonderful day. And I love you guys all so much. Mwah.